0: welcome to another edition of the hangout podcast this is your host Juan Hernandez this is episode two of the music edition for this podcast episode one was recorded better for a better part of late December of last year so I really wanted to get back on it and now that I'm focusing a lot more on this podcast and branching off to the different types of editions that I'm trying to implement I wanted to Hop back on here and actually you know, try to update you guys on what's been going on as far as music in general uh, for this podcast. Uh, mainly want to focus today on the different concerts that I've been t- that I've attended in the last in the last year or so, last maybe six seven months, and they've been quite a, a quite a handful. Again, the format for this podcast, I am trying to focus on just solely. 30 minutes, Let's see where that takes us, of course, it, it can always take us, I, I said that for the first podcast, and that ended up being about a good hour and a half, so without further ado, I would like to get started on the first concert that I attended for 2018, which was actually... It was actually my first time going to this venue. It was at the Proof Rooftop Lounge on Travis Street. It's in Midtown. So, if you guys, I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with that venue. I went to go see the band Winger in concert at the Rooftop Lounge. The Rooftop Lounge is very, it was my first time going, and it's quickly become one of my favorite venues for concerts. A lot of a lot of the a lot of 80s bands come through there most of the tickets are free if you just rsvp you can always upgrade for the pit pass if you want to get that front row experience and in my couple of times that i've been there i've upgraded to the pit pass and it's been I've i've been blown away by by these bands that are still coming through and still you know kicking ass taking names so the first band I went to go see there was Winger. I've been a huge fan of Winger for as long as I can remember being a little kid in the 90s listening to Rock 101 KLOL uh, listening to <laughs> Winger on on the radio. And they uh they put on they're probably one of the few if any I want to say handful of hair bands of the of the day. That are actually still going out there and still putting on a hell of a show. Have amazing chops to to back it up. Most of the hair bands nowadays still try to rely, rely on that look of the 80s with the big hair and the spandex. Tight leather jeans. Heavy makeup. You know, winger, Winger, they've evolved throughout the years and they've changed their sound. They try to stay relevant. To what's going on in heavy metal today and i mean they're just each of them are hell hell of uh it's a hell of a band you know kip winger the the front man slash bassist slash singer uh, still even at 50 probably in his late 50s still has it going uh so it's uh that was my first the first show that i went to and it's uh it was around february late february i'd say still pretty cold the venue it's it's outside it's on a rooftop second floor, but it's uh it's a great location about maybe ten fifteen minutes from where I live, so I could just uber over there if if I want to drink and i I really don't drink that much, but I could just uber to and from and i'll be I'll be home in ten fifteen minutes. Most of these shows take place on Thursdays. I know a lot of people work but Normally, I was getting out early on from work on Thursdays because I work early. I'd come straight home and eat a little something, change, and head back out there to the rooftop to enjoy a good show. And I had I had a blast. Man, like I said, it Wingers one of my favorite bands from that era. So to be able to catch them live was fairly fairly interesting. The second band that I went to go check out in concert happened to be the following month at the scalp bar was the band fozzy now for those of you who are not familiar with the band it's fronted by wwe superstar chris jericho he's had this band you know for a better part of almost 20 years already i've i've caught these guys in concert uh, i i've lost count now i want to say maybe four or five times first time I saw Fozzie was at the Uproar Festival back in 2012 at the Woodlands. So that was the first time. Second time I actually saw them here at the, uh, saw them at the Scout Bar. 2014, back at the House of Blues for 2015. So yeah, I'd say this is about the fourth time that I've seen him in concert. And it's uh, like I said, Fozzie's one of those one of those few bands, few live bands that have that energy when they perform live. You know, Chris Jericho, I've, I've spoken to the guitarist on a previous podcast for the band, and he was the first to tell me that, you know, Chris doesn't have to go out here and play these shows for this amount of people. You know, he's a big star in the WWE. He could just go out and do his thing in wrestling. But he does it because he loves it. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. Nothing like that. It's just about the love of heavy metal. You know, Chris has been a longtime heavy metal fan for, you know, as long as I've known. You know, I've been a fan of the guy since the since the late 90s when he was wrestling in WCW. And I became a bigger fan once I found out he was a, a huge heavy metal fan. And I, I didn't get the VIP this time because it was... A bit pricey for what I was looking at, just to be able to catch these guys on in the front row, I have a lot of this stuff, most of this stuff on Instagram posted videos and photos, and if you want to check check that out and the the show they gave out it was just it was it was amazing i'm of course, I'm being biased <laughs> when I say that, but it was a hell of a show. Chris Jericho is a hell of a front man, and he has a hell of a band backing him uh, to go to go along with it. So that was the second band. Scoutboard is another one of my favorite venues that I've that I've frequented. I'd say only twice, where I've seen these guys perform twice there. Uh, that was the second show that I went to. The third show was kind of unexpected and last minute. I decided to buy tickets to this concert oh, the week before it happened. And it was actually a couple of weeks after the Fozzy show was the uh, Bon Jovi at the Toyota Center. I'll be one of the first to tell you that Bon Jovi's one of also one of my favorite uh few favorite bands of the era of the 80s era that s- has still remained relevant to this day. Has consistently changed their sound, their look, just their overall artistry. is It's amazing. It's amazing what John Bon Jovi has done throughout his career to remain active and relevant, not only as a musician, but as an artist, uh, philanthropist, entrepreneur, you know, things like that. That's outside of just, you know, being the front man of, of Bon Jovi. I went, I went with my dad to that show, and he's a he, was not a big fan of Bon Jovi, but he's, he, you know, he knows the hits. So it was a a good, sh- it was an awesome show nonetheless. It was at the Toyota Center, it almost sold out from what I remember. But it was cool. It was my first time going to see Bon Jovi live. I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I can't believe how great he, he's, and a lot of people will come out of the woodworks and start bashing him as far as, well, he doesn't sound like he used to when he was in his prime, or his music sounds different now, it sounds more radio-friendly. But, you know, the guy's still going out there and performing these shows. I'll be the first to defend him. I'll be like, hey, look, the guy's still relevant. He's still going out there performing concerts, still selling out stadiums worldwide, So, I mean, who who are people to say that, you know, he doesn't sound like he... Of course he doesn't. If you want to listen to that stuff, go back and listen to the record. Of course he's not going to sound like he sounded when he recorded Slippery When Wet. Of course he's not going to sound what he sounded like when he recorded New Jersey. Both big and massive albums. Of course he doesn't look like what he used to look like back in the 80s. You know, people grow up... He and I'm pretty sure he'll be the first to tell you he didn't want to get stuck in that era, in that whole genre of bands that to this day can't even fill up a house of blues or even a scalp bar. But yeah, Bon Jovi's mass remains massive to this day and he doesn't have to go out if he if he doesn't want to anymore. He's done enough for charity and albums and but he still goes out there because he loves what he does and he's still young too he's about in his mid-50s maybe so not a lot of not a lot of old school rockers can say that nowadays he's one of the few actually so big big ups for him for still going out there and getting it they also happen to be inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame about a couple weeks after I went to go see them, so I've caught them just at the tail end of that and I did see the Hall of Fame when it came out on HBO and I was just no I was happy for them i'm I'm always happy when my favorite bands get inducted get get recognition of course it'll be years too late, but it's fun to see them getting the recognition they deserve as far as the impact they've had in the music industry being able to revitalize themselves and reinvent themselves along the way because that's what artists do. You have to reinvent yourself to stay relevant. If you want to stay relevant, if you want, you know, something if you want something outside the box, you know, just try to be different. Third band I went to go see probably a couple of weeks after Bon Jovi was uh this was actually a solo show. It was uh, Tom Kiefer of Cinderella. The band Cinderella uh, was really huge back in the 80s. I'd say they caught this. They were about the second wave of hair bands that came through. They were massive in the late 80s. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Cinderella. I actually found their debut album night songs at cactus music on vinyl. Bought it used, but I found that little gem just hidden there somewhere. And I played it I played it on my record player and man, I'm just a you, you kind of wonder where all where all that went. It's just amazing musician musicianship. Cinderella just happened to get caught in that whole image of the 80s hair bands. Because their sound is does not sound like anything that Rat was doing or a Poison. It was more aimed towards whatever Aerosmith was doing, Rolling Stones. More blues type of rock slash metal. Southern type of uh, rock. It just so happens they got caught in that whole era of bands they were huge of course you know they were opening for Kiss and Bon Jovi and Rat Tom Kiefer Tom Kiefer has been touring under his own solo band for a long time now I don't see Cinderella getting back together anytime soon I mean just the Tom Kiefer band alone it's I I used to not be into it as much because I was like eh, it's the guy from Cinderella doing his own thing but I finally said, you know what? I'm gonna go check him out. It was uh, the show was hosted by Eddie Trunk. You know he's a big radio and TV personality in the hard rock and heavy metal community. And you know, I'm a big, been a big fan. Met the guy several times. And uh, they had a they had a Johnny Solinger open for for the Tom Kiefer band. Johnny Solinger currently has his own solo band but he used to sing he used to sing in the band skid row after original singer sebastian bach left left the band he came in to replace him did a couple of albums for him i I think it was about one or two never really got into the whole skid row after, after sebastian bach left it just doesn't sound the same but his solo band mainly consists of three younger kids They're i think they're even younger than me the guitarist the bass player and the drummer they're i'd say they're in their early 20s maybe if anything and i'm just blown away they they do mostly covers and probably one original here and there and it's all about just having a good time and, and putting on a good show i believe the guy uh, johnny solinger i believe he lives here in houston i want to say he was born here but he lives here in houston you know hometown native so to speak but I did happen to see Tom Kiefer and he just, it was just, it was an amazing, amazing show. He'll, he played a lot of Cinderella's hits, a lot of his solo stuff too, but I was mainly going for the Cinderella hits. I'm a big Cinderella fan, no matter what people say. Very, very underrated vocalist, very underrated guitarist. He, for, for, the, for the longest, Tom Kiefer had a lot of issues with his vocals with his vocal cords having to have surgeries here and there i mean he just sounded amazing i read a thing on youtube it must have been on youtube a video on youtube one time or on the internet somewhere where most of it they most of his day comprises of him warming up for the show because that's how much it takes for him to get prepared in order not to injure re-injure himself i mean that takes that takes a lot of guts (laughs) A lot of dedication, a lot of commitment. Underrated guitarist. Very uh, blues slash southern rock oriented. It was a hell of a show, to say the least. The next show I went to just happened to be a week after the Tom Kiefer show, which was my second time going to the Smart Financial Center in Sugarland. By far, my favorite venue as far as arena venues go. And this time, I happened to see, for the first time, Judas Priest in concert. Opening were Black Star Riders, formerly Thin Lizzy, and Saxon. I had seen Saxon play previously, a couple of years ago. Just an amazing, amazing live band. But Judas Priest was actually my first time going to see them. I know my dad was really excited because he's been a fan since the late 70s when Unleashed in the East came out. That alone, another, probably one of the best live albums of all time. I remember growing up as a kid in the 90s, riding around with my dad in, in his car. He'd be cranking Judas Priest, uh, Unleashed in the East cassette Uh, Every now and then. And he'd just be raving about how awesome the band was. And that's how I eventually discovered them. Going from Unleashed in the East. Through British Steel. Point of Entry. Screaming for vengeance. vengeance, Kind of stopping halfway. Defenders of the Faith I wasn't so fond of. Until probably years later. Turbo. Even get into some of the Ripper Owens stuff from the late '90s, early 2000s. I'm a huge fan of Ripper Owens. After Halford left, not a lot of people are. Not a lot of people are, are aware of that music. It was more a different style of music, more thrashy slash new metal, a little bit more brutal, a little bit more heavier. Certainly not Judas Priest. That I, I wish they would have changed the name of the band. Call it something else because the music is stellar for the time. But Black Star Riders was awesome. Played a couple of Thin Lizzy songs. Saxon was just unbelievable. For for frontman Biff Byford to be in his, low, I think, late 60s, still going at it, still having an amazing voice. It's just insane how, how long these people can go. And Judas Priest was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Every song they played, out, I, I was a fan of. I was going crazy, having a little t-shirt on. and Going back to the time when I was listening to Judas Priest with my dad. and He's going back to the time he was listening to them when Unleashed in the East came out. It, it all came full circle that night. I think the highlight for me for that night was... Uh, seeing Glenn Tipton coming out the original lead guitarist and playing with them a lot of people might not know but he was diagnosed with Parkinson's not too long ago and stated that he was done pretty much done touring and recording music because it was he had had this disease for the last 10 years and it was just deteriorating but he came out and played the encores which was just it was i mean it was awesome for him for the band to do that to be able to carry him with, uh, along with them. Amazing show, amazing venue, amazing acoustics. Uh, if you haven't checked out that venue, I highly recommend you check it out. The parking is great. You know, have a lot of space for parking. If you get there early enough, you can get a spot close to the venue. A lot of good selection of beer, food. I never really bought anything there. Because most times that I go, I, I'm broke because I've already spent enough on parking and a tour t-shirt. So, I, I'm you know, I'm there. When I'm there, I'm all in. I'm taking everything in. I'm taking the whole concert in. If you end up going to a show with me, I'll tell you this now. Do not bother me when the show is going on because I'm all in. I'm enjoying the full experience because I paid my hard, hard-earned money for, for that so do not interrupt do not look at me nothing of course it might seem a little exaggerating but you understand my point (laughs) i'm a huge fan the next show that i went to was in late may back at the proof rooftop lounge i kind of had doubts about going to the show but i said you know what i'm gonna go check him out steven piercey of rat lead singer of rat came through with his solo band and for what it was you could say that it was pretty much a rat show you're going to see rat he played mostly rat songs and a couple of his solo stuff too but it was mostly just rat songs and i'm i've been a huge rat fan for for years and most of this music comes from my dad's cassette collection that i frequently rated And he had a few, he had about two Rat cassettes that that I would listen to. And for the longest, he would tell me that he thought that Rat was the Scorpions when he first listened to them back in the 80s. (laughs) That goes on to show you how similar all these bands sounded back in the day. And how how ridiculous it was getting because, you know, my dad would be the first to tell you. And he's like, man, it was just ridiculous because there's too many bands that sounded the same. You know, I, I I can't remember most of them. Uh, he re- remembers the big ones, but bands like Faster Pussycat or Warrant and things like that, he just checked out. I was like, man, there's too many to keep up with. I'll just stick with the Scorpions. Steven Pearcy was awesome. You know, he has a good band backing him. It was a, it was a cool show, to say the least. Uh, just getting down to business. Rat recently announced they're going out on tour... It was like the new breed of rat or something. It's only him and the original bass player. So if you guys want to check that out. I don't know if I would highly recommend you checking it out. But check it out while you can if you're a fan. Uh, Support these guys. You know, these guys are going out there and giving it their all. So they're not going out there and putting out laptops. And playing music. They're going out there and playing real music. (laughs) That's just me going off on a a rant again. I think this one has been my favorite show at the Proof Rooftop Lounge. Uh, The one that came the week after. And just so happens to be also my first time seeing him live in concert. Striper. Now, a quick story on Striper. I never really was a huge fan of Striper. Because they're more into, I don't want to say Christian metal, but elements of that in there they're not your typical christian metal band because they also fell along the lines of rat poison motley crew as far as musician musicianship goes i slowly started getting into striper in the last maybe two three years Uh, i ended up discovering one of their re-recorded uh albums of re-recorded greatest hits and I mean, they just blew me away that, that night. The frontman slash guitarist, Michael Sweet, still has it at fifty-five, fifty-six. This band was on fire. Probably the loudest band I've seen at Proof Rooftop Lounge. And it was a hot one, too. Um, I took a lot of video. I don't know if I want to put uh, a couple of clips on here through YouTube, but... I try not to put any audio, any anything that has to do with songs on here, just for copyright purposes. I don't want people hunting me down. Hey, you can't be promoting that on your YouTube. And I'm like, well, I'm not <laughs> I'm just showing people, you know, what I recorded. <laughs> but it was a hell of a show. You know, Striper is one of the few that again from that era that's still that's still going out there and killing it. Like I said, Michael Sweet has grown on me as a frontman and a guitarist and a singer. And the last show that I went to was the farewell tour for Slayer. Which featured Lamb of God, Anthrax, Behemoth, and Testament. Oh, back at Smart Financial Center again. So yeah, I ha- I've been there three times now. <laughs> so I went back to Sugarland for that show. It was an interesting show because we had a lot of rain come through the city around that time, and I had just so happened to get caught when I was getting there in Sugarland. I didn't get wet though, because I I I, pl- I I waited it out. I played it out good. <laughs> so I I get there and. Testament had already been playing by the time I got there, and they're another one of my favorite thrash bands uh, on my list. Never seen them live, so I was really happy to see them live. Not really a huge fan of Behemoth. They're a little too, I don't want to say a little too heavy for my taste, but they're just not my, I'm just not into them. Well, I mean, they they were great from what I, from what I heard. I'm not going to sit here and say they weren't. They were great. Always been a huge fan of Anthrax. Had never seen them live. Every time they come through, I never had a chance to see them live. Finally, was able to get to see them live in Sugarland. Lamb of God. Going back to my elementary days, uh, when they were coming through, just classic American heavy metal. You know, to say the least, they they just kill it live. Very energetic performances. And lastly, Slayer, when you're going to see a Slayer show, you're getting what you paid for. There's no keyboards, there's no backing vocals, there's no tape, backing tape, no backing tracks, no dancers, strippers, none of that. (laughs) You're getting Slayer, a full-on Sonic Assault. You know, they just blazed through their set. It was just mainly greatest hits, for what they were. Songs, were, it's pretty much everything that they're known for. And my favorite part of the of their set was the the pyrotechnics that they had. It's like they had two two huge stoves on each side, and it was just burning up. You could feel the heat. I was all the way up in the in the nosebleed section. I could still feel the heat. I was like, man. These guys really went on out for this show. I've seen Slayer three times. I was fortunate enough to catch them this, on his last run, and they say it's a farewell tour. People buy into it. I bought into the first farewell show I went to for Motley Crue, and after that, I don't. I don't buy into these things anymore. I will, no doubt, they will be back playing at some capacity, if anything, probably just doing one-off shows or things like that, because. These bands get offered money. And it's of course it's hard to turn down. (laughs) When you're being offered millions of dollars. It's kind of hard to turn that down. (laughs) Especially if you're a musician. Because you definitely need it. I know Guns N' Roses has made a killing. On on these last. uh, Few runs of reunion shows. Which is not even a full fledged reunion. But you understand what I'm trying to say. (laughs) That has been it for 2018 so far. As far as concerts go, I've definitely enjoyed my time going to see shows when I can. Just to kind of get away from the daily routine. I do have a few upcoming concerts that I will be going to that I will probably be reviewing. If I don't review them after I go, I'll just try to review them as I go along. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to go see Yngwie Malmsteen at the Rooftop Lounge. Great neoclassical guitarist. If you haven't heard of the guy, look him up on YouTube. He's just... He'll blow you away. <laughs> he came up there with with guitarists like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai back in the late 80s. a uh, Shred metal boom of shred guitar. After that, I... I'm gonna go see i'm trying to think off the top of my head who i'm gonna go see i have tickets to go see def leppard and journey do the co-headline show i've seen def leppard multiple times and they just i love going to see def leppard journey i've never seen before because they have the asian guy singing now it's not the original singer steve perry i'm still gonna go check him out because you know who knows how longer they're gonna keep going I don't see Steve Perry coming back anytime soon. And I think it might be one more show after that. There's probably a handful that I'm going to end up buying last minute. Just because it's last minute. But ones that I've actually have tickets to, I will be going to. I think the last one that I have tickets to is Ozzy Osbourne. Again, going back to the farewell tour. Uh, I concept this is titled no more tours number two <laughs> his first no more tours was back in the early 90s i think i was barely born or about two three years old when he did his first farewell tour so he's going out doing one more one more, one more round of uh solo shows because you know black sabbath retired about two years ago already so it only makes sense for him to do one final run of solo shows because I've seen Sabbath twice, but I've never seen Ozzy's solo show live before. So I'm really curious to see what that's like. I'm a huge fan of Ozzy solo. His first couple of solo albums were really good. And he has a Zach Wild out on guitar with him. So, you know, Zach Wilde's a monster guitar player. I think he's the, the perfect fit for these last run a couple, run of shows. And he's out playing in the woodlands, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a show. So, that has been for this music edition of the Hangout Podcast. I'm looking forward to recording more of these in the future, whether it's album reviews, concert recaps slash concert reviews, upcoming concerts, upcoming albums, and even conversations. Uh, I did want to I know I did an episode with my dad's cousin Hilly Martinez that I could have done on this music edition which would have fit perfectly but I will try to incorporate his conversation through this uh, edition of the podcast that way it's not just solely focused on just the hangout podcast in general because I do like to branch out to different topics and ideas when it comes to the hangout podcast so thank you guys for tuning in if you guys have any suggestions questions concerns any feedback on this edition or any other editions of the podcast feel free to hit me up on social media for those of you that have me on social media and i will be looking forward to recording more of these editions of the hangout podcast thank you guys for listening we'll see you soon.